Welcome to Reading Around Macroeconomics. My name is Emil Kalinowski, and today's piece comes to you courtesy of the Fed guy. That's right, Joseph Wang, author and former trader at the Federal Reserve. Yes, he spent five years there as the senior trader on the open markets desk. Now, Wow, there's a lot more to it, but wouldn't you love to know what a Fed insider thinks about what's happening in the macroeconomic realm? That's what Joseph does on his weekly blog posts. And this one is called Wealth Side Effects. It was posted on the 27th of September, and we're going to be talking about whether or not the recent rally in overall wealth is keeping the labor labor force participation rate lower than it would otherwise be. I hope you enjoy it. The wealth effect is thought to boost consumption, but common sense and some evidence suggests it would also impact the need and willingness to work. Household wealth has surged over the past quarters for broad segments of the public, with an overall increase of $5.8 trillion just over the second quarter of 2021. Fiscal policy pumped $1.3 trillion of cash onto household balance sheets, but the market gods have also made a hefty contribution. Over the past two years, home prices nationwide rose 25%. The S&P 500 is up 45%, and crypto gains have changed many lives. At the same time, the labor participation rate is depressed. Employees are resigning, and wages are rising. Older workers can now retire early, and many others have enough of a nest egg to walk away from work they don't need. In this post, we estimate the distribution of wealth increases, pencil in the missing crypto wealth, and suggest that the Fed may be running the economy much hotter than they realize. Chapter 2. Wealthier Medians The wealthy have been by far the largest beneficiary of recent asset inflation, but other groups have also benefited substantially as well. Overall, Fed data shows household asset values increased 20% from 2019 to the second quarter of 2021. Applying this growth rate to the median asset holdings by wealth net worth percentile from 2019 data illustrates the scale and distribution of wealth gains. And here we're provided a chart that does exactly that. Note that household debt is largely mortgage debt, so increases in asset values roughly equal increases in net worth. These are just rough estimates that will hide substantial amounts of variation depending on a household's actual asset allocation. But anyone who owns a home, about 65% of Americans, and or some stock, has experienced substantial wealth gains in a very short period of time. The surge in asset prices has been so extreme that even less wealthy cohorts saw meaningful gains since 2019. The median wealth of the 75th to 90th wealth percentile group is estimated to have grown by $158,000, and the median wealth of the 50th to 75th wealth percentile group is estimated to have grown by $63,000. In line with these wealth gains, the labor participation rate of older employers remains at around pandemic lows, while mid-career employees are the dominant participants in the Great Resignation. 
these two cohorts tend to be relatively wealthy and would have benefited from recent asset inflation. The less wealthy bottom half of the population has not benefited from the asset boom, with data suggesting the group is largely comprised of younger households. However, Fed data is incomplete and does not include a significant new source of younger household wealth. Cryptocurrencies Chapter 3 Dark Money Cryptocurrencies are a $2 trillion asset class absent from flow of funds data because they exist on decentralized ledgers outside the national reporting systems. Anecdotally, crypto appears to be largely held by young men with big dreams and not a lot to lose. Bitcoin may be the largest and best-known crypto, but it is flanked by literally hundreds of lesser-known altcoins, each with significant market values. Crypto as an asset class was negligible in 2019, but may have grown to levels that are impactful on a macroeconomic level. Like dark matter, it is exerting influence without being seen. It's hard to estimate the impact of crypto on domestic household wealth because coins are both globally held and in accounts that are largely anonymous. Most crypto ledgers can be publicly viewed, but that is not enough to understand the distribution. This is because some accounts act as custodial accounts by holding crypto on behalf of many users. Some users have multiple accounts and some users simply lose access to their accounts. However, user data from the largest domestic crypto exchange suggests that there is a large and rapidly growing investor base. Growing interest usually happens when many people are making money. It's not clear how much of a global crypto Excuse me. It's not clear how much of global crypto wealth is held by American households, but even a fraction of that wealth would imply a few hundred billion increase in household wealth over a couple of years. That would be a substantial increase for younger households who are asset poor, as the value of wealth gains is relative to one's life circumstance. Even an extra bit of crypto wealth may have some impact on a young man's motivation to seek employment. Chapter 4. Fast Money The scale and speed of the rise in household wealth is simply unprecedented. The roughly $40 trillion increase in household wealth over the past two years is real money that can be spent on goods and services. Just don't all sell at once. This has obvious implications for consumption and inflation, but also on the public's urgency to seek employment. Stopping the flow of unemployment payments may be less impactful in encouraging employment when the stock of wealth has grown tremendously. The Fed appears confused by the labor market. There are many signals of a labor shortage, even though the unemployment rate is also elevated. The Fed is holding rates low on the belief that the economy is far from maximum employment, even though inflation high. But if the wealth effect has structurally changed the labor market, then the Fed is viewing the world through an outdated model. It may take much higher wages to reach the pre-pandemic unemployment rate. The Fed may be inadvertently running the economy much hotter than they realize.
I hope you enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen. You know, there's more to the article than just what I read right now. Specifically, there are six graphs, a table, and an entire question and answer thread where Joseph answers readers' questions. Maybe you'd like to check it out or to check out the site's forum. Yes, if you go to fedguy.com, you can go to the forum and ask interesting questions of a Fed insider, such as QE's effect on equity prices or tri-party repo platforms or reverse repo endgame or a spike in tri-party repo, bank depositors versus deposit balances by products. Fantastic. Of course, you can get a lot more of Joseph's thinking, A, from his book, Central Banking 101, which you will have seen in my bookshelf in the videos that I do. So I've got it. I'm going to read it as soon as I'm done reading Russell Napier's uh, Asian Financial Crisis. I'm almost done. Uh, and, And if you can't wait for the book to be shipped to you, why don't you check out Joseph's appearance with George Gammon on The Rebel Capitalist Show on August 12, 2021. Now, The Rebel Capitalist Show is an anti-establishment show. Doesn't That doesn't suit you? That's not quite the... You don't like the cut of that jib? Guess what? Joseph appeared on Macro Musings, which is an establishment show with David Beckworth. That appearance was on September 13th, 2021. So Joseph is everywhere and answering questions. It's fantastic. Check out his other blog posts. I do recommend them. They're always interesting comes out once a week. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.